this is Michelle. I'm bringing you hope today. If you're a parent of an addicted loved one, I know a little bit about what you're going through. I have a son and daughter-in-law who are currently in recovery, and they've been battling this fight for years. We've had guardianship of their children for almost a year now, and um, it's been a really tough journey. So I'm here to just bring you some inspiration and share some of the tools and suggestions and tips that I find along the way of my journey, and that is as a parent of an addicted loved one. Today I want to talk to you about empathy. Empathy. I am an empath, and for many reasons that can often get in the way of um, finding real boundaries. I belong to this email subscription newsletter from Love and Logic. Do you know anything about what they do, Dr. Fay? Love and Logic is a program designed to help parents um, parent, and they show you how to use Love and Logic. When my big kids were little, I used to read a lot about parenting and try different tips and tricks and things like that. And now that we have our grand girls, I'm back at it just always trying to read something that's going to help me better influence them. And today, or yesterday actually, I got this email about empathy from Dr. Fay and Love and Logic, and I thought, oh my goodness, it's amazing what we see when we're intentionally looking for it, right? And I'm always intentionally looking for things that are going to help me along my journey. And when I do, I like to pass them on to you, and I, I hope that you find some benefit in them. One of the things that I really struggle with, and I have a feeling you do too, is anger. And um, oftentimes I'm just so angry that how dare they do this to me? How dare they do this to the body that God gave them? They, this is sacred. They need to be using their gifts for his will. All these things just always trip me up. And, and almost when they get in trouble or they use in the past I've it's been hard for me to separate that this isn't a personal blow this isn't directed right to me right it's it really doesn't have anything to do with me let me share a little bit about um, the empathy newsletter um, and I'm hoping that it'll help you Yes, it's it's for kids, but hey, these are our addicted loved ones, whether it's your children or your spouse or somebody close to you. Those familiar with love and logic know that empathy, sincere empathy, frames the approach. It's the hub around which the entire approach revolves. When we precede consequences with a sincere dose of compassion and concern, we increase the odds that the child will view their poor decision as the bad guy while continuing to perceive us as the good guy. Wow, wouldn't that be great if we could show compassion to our addicted loved one instead of anger and shame and everything else um, to the point where they would look at their addiction and their responsibility in it as the bad guy instead of us. Well, one of the examples Dr. Fay gives is, um, is this. I love you. This is so sad. 
When you guys argue and fight in the car, it really drains my energy. One of the ways you can replace this energy is by working together to clean the bathrooms. Will you have that completed by bedtime or by noon tomorrow? (laughs) I laugh because oftentimes if Addie, my uh, eight-year-old granddaughter, is doing something that zaps me of my energy and I have to go redo something or add something to my to-do list, I will say to her, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sad for you. And she's like, what? Like, well, you know, when you did such and such, you took energy away from me. So now we got to figure out what you can do to give the energy back to me. So I guess in, in looking at her, and she hates that, by the way, but she gets it. And I try to show compassion and try not to be sarcastic. And that's always the key, right? How do you do that? Um, But when we can provide sincere empathy first, um, it's far more likely that they'll learn responsibility rather than resentment. This also affects our stress level by enabling us to avoid anger, lectures, threat, frustration, anger, all those things, because that just sucks the energy out of us more, right? So how could we, you know, how could we show empathy with our addicted loved one? Um, Well, sincere empathy opens the heart and mind to learning. It enables us to lay our heads on our pillows each night without harboring regret over how we treated others. I don't know about you, but oftentimes I go to bed and I lay there and I think, oh, I handled that so poorly. I should have done this instead. Um, and we're, we're so good at beating ourselves up, aren't we? Well, we need to show empathy to ourselves too, but I think learning how to empathize with our addicted loved one is going to help us cope too if we can not get wrapped right into that moment. So for instance, like if, you're, if your son has lost his job, maybe we could first response would be to validate his feelings. Oh, wow, it's really scary not to have a job. I'm sure it feels like a personal rejection. Um, I, or I know how much you liked your boss, or I know how much you liked this job. That must really hurt. But then, you know, just kind of what that does is that shows compassion and empathy for their feelings, right? And so then maybe the next thing we say is something like, well, tell me more. Or what will you do now? Or what do you think was the reason? Um, Help them to see their part in whatever it is that happened and um, help them you know, obtain responsibility for what they did. Um, one, one of these, um, Dr. Faye gives some other great advice here that I want to share with you. Um, and again, if you're like me, you, you may have done empathy wrong for a long time. And, and this takes practice. It takes practice. And don't beat yourself up for that uh, because we all do it. But if you're trying to, if you think about empathy and what it is, it's about a desire, a sincere desire to understand another person's feelings. It's not a flippant, 
I know how you feel, or, oh, I'm so sorry. It's sincere. It's an honest message of caring. It's not about manipulating or instilling guilt. It's about maintaining emotional boundaries while sharing or showing concern. It's not about making the other person's problems our own. And oftentimes, this is where I get really tripped up with empathy and I call myself an empath. I have had to learn ways to deflect another person's pain because I am so empathetic. I can sometimes I can walk into a room and see somebody and actually feel what they're feeling. It's it's a blessing but it's a curse. So I've had to learn how to establish those boundaries and maybe that is by just you know placing my hand on that person and saying I see that you're really in pain and um, I want you to know that I, I, I'd like to just stop a minute and pray with you if that would be okay. Or something, just to show that you um, actually recognize that they are in pain. We're not going to take it away. We don't own it, but we're going to acknowledge it. Empathy is about modeling confidence and strength. It's not about demonstrating weakness. So we got to be strong, right? <laughs> Empathy is about forgiving others and ourselves. It's not about trying to be perfect. So as we pursue our desire to become more loving and effective parents, um, we kind of need to figure out this empathy, don't we? But I want to ask you another question. And this is really important too. How are you showing empathy toward yourself? Because if you think about it, each and every one of us is going through trauma. This is a traumatic life experience to be going through this addiction process with our loved ones. We don't have the answers and emotionally we're just spent. And some days we just, even when we sleep, we can't find peace. So I... I'm just speaking into you right now because if you're like me, you've probably scolded yourself, caused yourself shame, Um, but I want you to hug yourself and give yourself a dose of compassion, empathy, and support. Um, And think about how is it, how is it that you can show yourself compassion Self-compassion will help you remain strong when things get really tough. It'll help you bounce back and be resilient when your addicted loved one does something inappropriate, hurtful, or abusive. So many times, you know, we, we need validation for what we're going through, right? Because I, if you're like me, I, sometimes I just want to scream at them and say, well, what about me? You know, they're in recovery right now and they're getting massages and they don't have jobs and they don't have any responsibility in the first 30 days, the first PHP of their recovery. And sometimes I sit here and think, wow, boy, I kind of like a dose of that, right? So figure out how you can find that because you need it. When it comes, you need to begin to provide for yourself the self-compassion and validation you need 
It's okay. We got to find it. So today in closing, I want to pray for you. Okay. And, um, I, I, I pray for you and me that we can find more compassion for our addicted loved ones and for ourselves. Lord, I desire so much to be compassionate with my addicted loved one. I want to be aware of the right way to help. Give me the confidence and all the listeners here in their actions so we can show empathy and not anger that we can show concern yet keep safe emotional boundaries and not consume our loved ones actions as our responsibility i pray that your addicted loved one perceives you and your actions as honest and sincere and your words as caring and not manipulative shaming or words to just throw guilt. Lord, let us be open to our imaginations so that we can creatively find a flow, the words to not be suppressed by doubt. Help us find the words of compassion that we need to verbalize to our children. Let us be what they need, Lord. This is all I ask. Use us as vessels of compassion to strengthen our children and ourselves. In this we pray. Amen. God bless. I hope that you have been inspired by some part of my message today and know that you are loved. God bless.